That's it. Let's pray and we'll get started. All right? Father in heaven, thank you so much for the opportunity we have to be here. Father, it is awesome to be able to worship together as a family. Uh, we're not only going to get to worship today, we're going to get to fellowship today in a meal, and, and it's just awesome to be a part of all of this. Father, we pray that, uh, that you continue to bless this place, continue to bless those that we're working with, and those that we're involved with, and through whatever means, through studies and benevolence and just all kinds of things, just friendships that we have with, with people in the world. Father, we pray that the, that the gospel message will get out there and people will respond in a positive way, that they'll respond from the heart uh, and be obedient to the gospel message, Father. Be with us this morning as we study about your son. We thank you for him, and we know that it's because of him that we have the opportunity to have the relationship with you that we have and with each other, and we thank you so much for that. Bless us, Father, as we study. Help us to learn, help us to grow, and then, Father, please, give us the courage to apply what we learn to our lives. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. We're going to be in John chapter 20. You want to turn over there? Okay. I want you to do something for me today. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to make... Jesus is dead. Got that? Jesus is dead. You all pay attention? Yes. Okay. He is dead. In John chapter 20, he's dead. Okay? And I want you to put yourself in these people's frame of mind who, for the last two days, have dealt with the fact that Jesus, their Savior, their friend, their mentor, is dead. Okay? Because it's going to tell us in this text, they still don't understand. One of them's going to look in the tomb, and what he's going to see, he's going to believe. But they don't understand still. So what that means is, is as this day starts, he's dead. To them, he's dead. They have no idea, no understanding of what's going on. And I want you to put yourself in their shoes. You're Mary Magdalene, or you're Peter, or you're John, and you're, and you're in that room the day of and the day after. What are you going through? What kind of emotions are you feeling? Are you feeling anger? Are you feeling sadness? Are you overwhelmed? Is it, has it gotten to the point where, where you're looking around and saying, I don't understand any of this? Has that gotten to you yet? Remember, this is not Sunday yet. This is Saturday. That you just put him in the tomb the day before. This Today is dawning, and this is the third day. You know what he said. You know he said he's going he's to rise on the third day. You, you know that. But you don't believe it. You don't understand any of it. Okay? You have no idea. And so... When you, when you start on your day on your day and early in the morning, there's some texts that say they start before dark. Some say this is right about dawn. You know, remember, their day started at 6 o'clock the evening before. Their day went from 6 to 6. And so Saturday ended, Sunday started at 6 o'clock in the evening. And it's going to go on till 6 o'clock the next evening. So, you know, when, when and they get up and it's just breaking daylight, and they're going, this lady and some others are In this text, it just says Mary Magdalene. But in other texts, it says other women. I'm not going to go deal with all the other texts. I just want you to look at the what is happening with these people at this moment right now. And I want you to try to think, visualize what it must have been like for them in that day and the day before. You ever lost someone really close? Mm -hmm. You're kind of in a fog. Kind of in a fog? Yeah. You know, okay. The world just kind of stops and then you don't the, know what happens. Think about... Think about, you know, and I'm not going to, I'm not talking politics here, okay, but 
But all of us have an ideology and we have a mindset about politics in our day and time right now, right? And if we start talking about it, some people can get angry really quickly, right? Some people can get defensive really quickly. That's going on here. They don't understand any of it. You got these guys, these they're all in the upper room. They're they're all they're all hiding basically because you know they're they're going out ones and twos at a time, but they're not going out as a troop because they're afraid. They're scared of what's gonna happen to them. And so here we are, and you got these folks, and they and they're in a quandary. They don't know what's going on. They have no idea. See, we have we have an advantage. We know that Jesus is not dead. He's alive. We know that. You know, we we base everything we are on the resurrection of Christ. And I want you to turn, before we get any farther, I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Okay? And I want you to read some this with me. And we'll start in verse 3. Now, this is, this is Paul writing to the church at Corinth about the resurrection. Okay? Now, this is, for us, we all know this, but this is for them on, online. Then maybe they don't understand. Maybe they don't know. Maybe they don't have the background we have. So listen to what it says. For what I received, I pass on to you as a first importance that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. For I am the least of all the apostles, and not even deserve to be called apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But in, by the grace of God, I am what I am, and His grace to me, and, and, and His grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all the rest. And he goes on. And then look at verse, and I want you to look at verse 12. But if, if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? Because in, in, their, in their time frame right now, what's going to happen is that in other texts, if you go read the other Gospels, it said the, the chief priests and the scribes and the teachers of the law have gone to the Romans and said, look, he said he's going to raise on the third day. If they come and steal his body, it's going to be worse. This will be worse than it was before. So we need you to make sure that, we, that they don't. So he gives them an armed guard. And says, go ahead and seal it the best you know how. It's what he told them to do. So they seal the tomb. They seal this big rock that rolls, that, that is in a channel that rolls over like this, and it and it rolls out, and they seal it, and it's sealed with a mark. Okay, and this and it. So these Roman guards, they can sleep, and if it's broken, you know they don't get in trouble. But it's sealed, so nobody can get in and take this body. And we believe that 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 body came out on its own. Don't. That stone has a flat bottom on it. When it rolls over, so when it rolls, it's set. Okay. All right. And then it has a hole in it where you can put some kind of rod. And it takes it. about seven or eight people. Wow. See? We saw it when we were over in Israel. You see? And what they're going to say is, is that the stone has been moved and tossed aside. It's tossed aside. An angel sitting on it. Okay? It's an angel sitting on it. When, when they get there. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Because I wanted you to see this this text here. Look at, And he said, if there's no resurrection of the dead, if there's no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses. What happens if there's no resurrection of the dead? What happens? Tell me. What happens? 
no hope. Okay, have no hope. First Peter tells us that we that our hope, our, we have a living hope based on the resurrection of Christ. What happens if there is no resurrection? What happens if it's true that there, that they somebody stole the body and it's gone and there's no resurrection? What happens? Still in our sin. Huh? Still in our sin. Still in our sin. Well, Jesus was just a man at that point. Jesus was just a man. No faith. Huh? No faith. No faith. What else? You know what? What is is applicable to right now? We are not here. I am not here, folks. I'm telling you, my life that I was living before, I would still be living, dead or in jail. It's where I'd be. I would not be here if there's no resurrection. Because everything that I am, everything that I believe, has it hinges on that one fact. So I have to find. I had to find out for sure. Did he raise or not? Was I convinced that he was raised from the dead? Because if it's not, if it's not, then what are we doing here? You right? We're not here. I don't know you. I don't know any of you because we don't run the same circles. I'm 71 years old, but I still remember where I ran, and I don't run with you guys. Well, maybe some of us. Some of us might run together. I'm not so sure. But, you know, we might. Some of us, but you know, I might. I might have had a healthy understanding and knowledge of Clarence there. You know. He and I may not be buddies, but we may be, uh, you know, he works in a prison. Would have been highly likely that he and I would have met. <laughs> you know? But the point is, is, but we're here because he did raise from the dead. We'll celebrate that in a little while. Right? We'll celebrate in a little while. So let's go back to chapter 20. Look at what he said. All right? Now... You think you think uh, that those guys are having a difficult time? You think they're having a difficult time? You think they're arguing amongst themselves? Maybe. You think that they're? Uh, you think they're really, really hacked off the leadership, at the Jewish leadership? You think they're really mad? You think they have an opinion about the Jewish leadership? Yeah, I would think so. Uh, I would think they. I think all those things are true. You know, and that's what I mean by putting yourself in the day before, not this day, but the day before. Because this day is going to unfold a miraculous thing for them. But the day before, what was the day before like? The, the chaos that was in, in, in their mind and in their heart was tough. All right, let's go on. Let's read. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the from the entrance. And that, that word removed can be taking, taken away. All right? Not really removed where, where, you, where you, you roll it back over, but it was taken away. And other texts... It says that it was that it was tossed aside, basically is what it said, and an angel was sitting on it. That means it was it was in the ditch. Okay? They rolled it off, off to the side and it and it's in, in the ditch. So something happened. You know, we know that it says in another text that there was an earthquake in a and it and it opened the tomb. You know, we know what happened. Now he said, So she came running to Simon Peter and other disciples, uh and and the one Jesus loved and said, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they have put him. So what is her first assumption? She doesn't look at it. Somebody stole the body. Somebody stole it, right? And that's the first assumption. She only, doesn't say she looked in. Doesn't say here she looked in. So she runs to Peter, who is the... What would you say about Peter? What would you say about him? You know, is he, is he kind of brash and kind of full of himself a little bit? You know, he's impulsive. Would you say that's true? Okay. Kind of a hothead. Kind of a hothead a little bit. Can be, yeah. Wow. 
You know, and so she runs to him, and and him, and probably John. It never tells us who it is, the John, the the, side, the apostle that Jesus loved, but we're pretty sure it was John. So, you know, he runs, and and the, this apostle is faster than him, and then beats him there. Okay, so look at what. So so Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both are running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen laying there, but did not go in. Okay. And then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight in the tomb. Sounds exactly like Peter would do. Man, I'm going in. I want to see for myself. So he rushes past and he goes in the tomb. I'm going to go in. I want to see what's going on here. All right. Now, uh, there is a there is a, let's see if I can find it. I don't remember where I wrote it down at. John chapter chapter eleven, I think. I want you to turn back to John chapter eleven. I think that's where it is. Yeah, verse 44. Yeah. No, that's not the one I'm looking for. And I didn't, I didn't write it down here. Hold on, I'll find it. Uh, oh, here it is. Yeah, chapter, yeah, chapter, chapter eleven, verse forty-four. I, I was reading the wrong chapter. I was chapter twelve. That's why I didn't find it. Verse forty-three. When we had said that this is Lazarus being brought out of the tomb, okay, being brought out of the tomb, and he says, when he said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, "Lazarus, come out!" The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Then Jesus said, "Take off the grave clothes and let him go." All right. Now. Their, their, their custom was, remember last week, what did we look at last week? How did they, what did they do? Go back to chapter 19. Look, the body. They wrapped him, okay? It, said, it says, uh, uh, verse 30, he was accompanied by Nicodemus, the man who earlier had visited Jesus at night. Nicodemus brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds. Remember I asked Alan Ray last week, how much is a 50 pound, how much does it weigh? How hard is it to put it in a, in a, in a barrel that's eight foot off the ground? It's hard, especially the older you get. 71 is harder than it was at 70. <laughs> But yeah, and it says taking Jesus' body, the two of them wrapped it. When this is verse forty, with the spices and strips of linen, this was in accordance with Jewish burial custom. All right. So what was the custom? They took his body and they wrapped it. They wrapped it with with strips of linen and with with layers of of spices and 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 perfumes and stuff, and they put it on there and they wrapped it. All right. So let's go back down to chapter twenty. It said. Uh, Peter reached there to first. He bent over and looked in the strips of linen lying there, but not go in. If it's been a couple of days, all right? They did this on Friday, Saturday's gone, now Sunday, and now, you know, what is what does he see when he goes in? What does he see? Does he see if you unwrap him, what are you gonna have? What are you gonna have? You're gonna have the strips of linen and these spices all over the place, right? That's not what he sees. That's not what it says he sees. What does he see? He strips, sees the strips of linen. All right. What did, what happened? What do you think's happened here? Let's say they stole the body. They either going to unwrap it or they're going to take it all of it. Right? They're going to take it all. Take it like if they're going in the middle of the night and there's a whole bunch of soldiers there and they're trying to sneak around, what are they going to do? Take the whole body. Right? Take it and move and leave. And there wouldn't be anything there. But what's there? 
they didn't unwrap it. If they didn't unwrap it, and they didn't take it, and the linens are still there, what does the linens look like? Body. And the linens are there, and there's no body inside. That would get my attention. Mm. And then the and then the thing that they they covered his face and wrapped his face with is off to the side. But it was neatly folded. Yeah, it says in another text it was neatly folded. Here, John does not say that. He said that it was folded up. Yeah, lying apart from the rest of it. But in another text, in another, you know, remember something, all right? John is writing basically to a Jewish audience. I mean, to a Greek audience, a kind of a, a Greek kind of audience. The other one, Matthew writes to a Jewish audience, and they, he would he, he is his is a little different, not contradictory, just a little different. There's more. There each each one you look at has a little bit more information. Okay? Just a little bit more, a little bit more. Now, he says, Then Peter came out, out along behind him and went straight to the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there as well as the cloth that wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciples said, Does it sound like to you when you read this, if you read it two or three times, does it sound like it was orderly? And it wasn't like chaos, like somebody came in and just threw everything around and took the body. It sounds like it was kind of orderly, doesn't it? You know, the, the things here, the linens are here, and the body's just gone. It's not there anymore. So, they still don't understand. Look at what he said. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. Okay. Look at the next, the next thing. It said, they still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. What did it say? John walks in. Let's, I'm going to call him John. John walks in to look, and he says, what does he say to happen? And he believed. Believed what? He had risen. That he had risen. Why? Why? Because he walked in, and and what did he, what do you, what would have made you believe if you walked in? What would have made you believe? If you walked in, and you looked down, and now you believe. Huh? Because like you just said, everything was so orderly, but. It was all there, and the body just gone. And you know what they do because you've been around it. You were there when when Lazarus came out of the tomb. You know what they look like. You know he looked like he had been wrapped all around. All of his things have been wrapped, but kind of like a mummy. And now he's just gone, and it's all still there. You can see the impression of his arms, of his legs. It's all still there. That must have been unbelievable. Don't you think? And because it says right then, it says, and he believed. Now, Mary stood outside the tomb crying as she wept. See, the disciples have gone back. They went back. Where are they going? They're going back to where they, you know, they're going back to where the other guys are. They got something to tell them. Okay? Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying as she wept. She bent over to look in the tomb and saw two angels in white. Seated where Jesus' body had been. One at the head, the other at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said. And I don't know where they have put him. So what does she still believe? They took him. See, she doesn't see it the same way John sees it. She doesn't see. She doesn't visualize what she's seeing the same. That's how we are sometimes. I see it one way. You see it another way. I see. You know, I I I experience. I read the text from a, one perspective, and it and it absolutely blows my mind. And I and I and I gotta be obedient. And another person, you know, I you know, I have I have people in my life that I had to tell. One, I came came to the Lord. I tell. They didn't see it the same way I did. It didn't affect them the same way. It didn't. It didn't change them the same way it did me. I don't know why I prayed about that the other day. I said, God, I said, I don't understand. I don't understand. How did I see something and it so dramatically affect me? And people that I know 
It, did, it was like just another thing they read. It didn't matter to them. I don't understand. And sometimes I still don't understand that. Why me? I wouldn't, I wouldn't think special. Why me? Why, why, why do I believe, and my brother, who, who, is, who I, I care about deeply, I've taught him the same stuff, and it didn't bother him, didn't, didn't touch him at all. I don't understand. Well, Mary Magdalene goes in, and she sees, she sees something that doesn't affect her the same way it does John. It's different. John sees it. I think John wants to believe so bad, and he sees it, and he says, man, this is what this... Sometimes it's that one event, that one thing that's going to send you into the next place. Well, that's going to happen to her right now. Look at what happens. They've taken my Lord away. She said, I don't know where they put him. And this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. How did she not, how did, how did she not realize it was Jesus? How did, she not, did she not know him? Did she know him? Seems when, but when she saw him the last time, what did she see? She was there, remember? All these women, she was at the cross, remember? What did she see? What is burned in her mind? I have something burned in my mind that I will never, ever, ever forget. Jesus okay. all beat up and bloody. Did you say the wounds? Yeah. yeah. The wounds you have something in your mind that you can never, ever get past. You can never go past it. You can see it as vividly. I can see my grandson as vividly today as it was 10 years ago. I can see him just as, I can see every feature of him. I can see the, the trauma. I can see all of it. And, and, you know, I have to look at a picture of him not to have that the first thing I see in my mind. I have to look at a picture of him because of what I see. And so she sees, she's, what is burned in her mind? What she saw on the cross. Beat up, bloody, marked all up, crown of thorns on his head, and he is, and he's, he's butchered. That's what she sees. And then she turned around and see this guy standing there, and she, that ain't what she sees. It's different. He's all cleaned up. He's all spit shine now, isn't he? He got his Sunday go to meet and stuff on. You know, I'm, you know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? He's different. And and so she turned around. She doesn't recognize him. And she thinks, thinking he was the gardener. She thought he was the gardener. Okay. Well, he is in a sense, but not the way she thought. Sir, you have carried you have you have carried him away. Tell me where you put him, and I'll go get him. You know, please. Can you can you hear her voice trembling? Can you hear her voice cracking? She's so desperate to find her Lord. Look at what happened. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Roboni, which means teacher. What, what is that thing that sends her over the edge? Voice. One word. His voice. One word. He's already talked. He, you know, he, he's one word. He says her name. And only he could say her name the way he said it. You see? How, how different is her life now than it was five minutes before, two minutes before, 30 seconds before? How different is her life now? Because what was her life like 30 seconds before? This. this huh? Desperate. Death. Butchery. All, all the chaos of life. Anger. Rage. Despair. Depression. And in one word, everything changed. What was it like for you? What was it like for you? You know, you know. I I studied, 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 and then all of a sudden, light went on. I don't know what it was. I don't remember exactly the event, and I knew from that moment on. From that moment on, I was never going to be the same ever. Never. Yeah. And it. You, you remember that? Yeah, I came over here to lunch and got baptized. <laughs> it hit me. Just like that. Just like that. 
You know, I mean, and for some it takes, it took, it took me six months. But when that time came, bam, just like that. And I can, I can look at her and I say, I know exactly how she feels. You know? Yes, ma'am. Yes, I understand that because I've been there before. And, and it's like, we. I feel like I'm here. That's what I'm speaking for myself. I'm here, and I saw what my grandson went through, mm -hmm. and I always think of what Jesus went through. Yeah. This is what's keeping me going. Yeah. You know, when you have that trauma in your life, whether it's a family member or whatever, and you have that vision, and you can connect it. You can, you know, you know what my vision is? That he and that my grandson and Jesus were standing there while I was with my head in my lap, and a cop was standing there over the body, and I'm like this, and I don't know what I'm fixing to do because I'm fixing to have to make some phone calls. And when I make my phone call to my son, I can still hear him scream on the other end of the phone. It was blood curdling, the, the the scream I heard on the other end of the phone. I never want to have to ever do that ever again in my life. I'll make I'll make one of you do it. I want to do it, you know. And it and it was and it was, you know. But my when I see it, I see Jesus and 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 Cliff standing off the side watching all of this unfold before he takes him. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's how that's my vision of it when I see that when I when I hear that time that you know. So here you know Mary is she and what does she do? The first thing she does, what does she want to do? You ain't getting away from me again. I won't get you. You're not getting away from me. So look, she said, she said, he said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead of my brothers and tell them I am ascending to my Father and your Father to my God and your God. What does she do? Grab. Can you see her grab a hold of his legs? Grab a hold of him? Why? Why does she do that? And why does he tell her what he tells her? I'm not going anywhere, Mary. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be here for a while. He's not going to go for another 40 days. He's going to be there for over a month. She doesn't understand that. And what does she want? You're not getting away from me again. I'll let you get away from me once. You're not getting away from me again. I'm going to make sure you don't get away this time. I'm going to hold on to you. You don't have to drag me. You know? And he said, he said, I haven't yet gone yet. I'm going to go, but I haven't gone yet. Go tell my brothers. That's a, this is the first time he's called them that. And he's called it. And he said, he said, look at what he says to her. He said, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. What does he know that they still are going to learn over the next 40 days? That their relationship is different. Their relationship with the Father is not going to be the same again. You hear me pray all the time. Don't you? Hear me pray. God, please help us to understand the relationship we have because of your Son. Because of what He did for us, we have the opportunity to have a relationship with each other and with Him that we'd never have any other way. That's amazing. It's amazing. You know, and Jesus tells her, he said, I'm going to send to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. You see what he, he connects himself to them. And he tells her, you go tell them. Go get them. You know, I said, I'll be, Mary Magdalene went to the disciples. Can you imagine how long it took him to get her to, um, to let him go? I mean, think about it, guys. You know, I've heard all, all, the, all the nonsense out there, you know, that, that Jesus and Mary Magdalene were an item. You know, come on, man. I saw some guy the other day trying to put across that Jesus was transgender. Hey, get online, man. You find all kinds of nonsense out there. It's just it's crazy what people, and people believe that stuff. They believe it, okay? You know, because this woman has, you know, has, do you think they had a, do you, do you think they had an inappropriate relationship? You really think that? No, I don't either. But do you think they had a special relationship? Yeah. You could say they had a soul relationship. 
I think so. Yeah. They had a they had a deep deep relationship. Like you know, Jonathan, I, like Jonathan and David. Yeah. People, you know, what people have said about that relationship, they were homosexual. That's what he said. I've heard I've heard God teach that before. Well, they had a homosexual relationship. Jonathan and David. I, I'm just I'm just you know I'm here to try to teach you guys that there's stuff out there that you need to know what the book says. You need to know what it says so that you can so you can look at this from a from a perspective that maybe it's not from a from a internet perspective. Okay. Now. Anyway. Huh? Gospel of the internet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know my problem with it, uh, Kale, is is that sadly there's too many people that that's exactly what they do. And, 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 it, and it's and it's sad to me because because I know how simple this is. You know, and I and I thought the first night I was baptized, I remember one thing I remember. I said it can't be this easy. I didn't have no idea it's not going to be that easy, but but I said it can't be this easy because the Holy Spirit was turning me, turning my mindset instantly. I mean, I was I was moving to another place in my mind, my heart. I didn't want to do the same thing that I was doing before. And I said, is it really this easy, God? Is it really this is what you're going to do? And, and well, I learned that you know it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort. You know, it's, a lot of this is is hard work. Uh, work with not on my part, but on the Holy Spirit's part, trying to turn me from some stuff that I didn't want to turn from. You know, when I look at this and I see this woman, I see how 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 connected she is. I understand that. I want I want you guys to feel that same connection, feel the connection with him. Where if he walked in the room, you'd run to him and grab onto him because you didn't want him to walk out the room again because you want so desperately to do. I can't wait to get to heaven. I can't wait. You know, and you know what? You know what I know? I am closer today than I was yesterday. Yes, sir. I really like how this, this situation is, is written because it's written in a way that it's it's how a real person would act in this situation. I, I, I think you're absolutely because, right. Because I mean, it talks about how there's two angels, mm -hmm. and she's come. She's just like I'm. I'm such in grief. It's two angels. Whatever. I mean, like there's like, doesn't even you know, connect. It doesn't even connect. Doesn't even connect. Doesn't even yep. connect. And then even Jesus appears to her, and she's so in in, in grief. Yeah. That it doesn't even connect. No. Okay, and then as soon as he he says her name, bam, bam, it's over. Yep. She she recognizes his voice. Yeah. At that moment. Yeah. And and the fact that he knows her. Wow. Right. He yeah, her. it's amazing. Yeah. By name. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It wasn't it, a gardener. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he's not the kind of gardener she thought he was. No. No. You know, he is a gardener, but not that kind of gardener. But you know that. Yeah, you guys. That's why I told you I want you to put yourself in these people's shoes. What were they going through that day? What was what was Peter and John and what was Mary going through? What, what were they thinking? You know, and understand that our relationship with Christ is based on the same thing. It's based on the same kind of emotion. I have to get to a point where I see a beaten Savior, where I see a a a, a pure Savior, for me to come to have a, to have a communion experience. I think the way we're supposed to have it, the way we should have it. I have to at some point have seen a beaten up Savior, a crucified Savior, to have that kind of that kind of connection to that to that memorial that we're going to do, I, I think so. So this is really applicable to us, you know. To say, you know, would I recognize his voice if I was there? Yeah. Can you imagine the conversations that they've had over the over the years that that she's been connected to her to him? Can you imagine? I, that's why it's so important for us to have a inter, a, a close relationship with him, to talk to him. 
to have a to, to listen to him talk to you through the scriptures. Let him say, This is what I need you to do. This is where I need you to go. This is why I'm telling you this. And get to a point where you have that intimate relationship. He tells he tells us in, in I think Second Thessalonians that Jesus is going to come back one day and have and take vengeance on those that do not know God and those that have not obeyed the gospel. Okay? And that to know God is the word is kenosko. And it means an intimacy. It's an intimacy, and you've heard me say it before, it's an intimacy that I have with my wife that you would never have. Okay? You'll never have. I have an intimacy with my wife. I know her. I know her inside and outside. I know her. You'll, you'll never know her the way I know her, ever. That's gnosko. It's It almost takes on a, a sexual term. It kind of, but it doesn't. But that's the kind of knowledge. That's what he's saying. I have to know him. And if I know him, Remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7? He said, they're going to come in and say, Lord, did we do all these wonderful things? And Dan cast out demons and all this stuff. And he's going to say, get away from me. I never knew you. You have not allowed me to have a relationship with you where you and I are intimate. Mary and him were intimate. Not the way, not upset, but they were intimate in, in mind and spirit. They were intimate. I can only imagine the conversations they had. You know, uh, the guy that baptized me, Dwayne Wheeler, many of y'all know him. You know, he and I had a relationship before they left where where we could sit around a campfire and we could talk about things that I couldn't talk about with you. Because we had an intimate relationship, that what, where we were connected. You you know, you you know, you you were close to him as well. And so when he left, it was very difficult when he left for me. You know, because I was really close to him. And and I and I depended on him for my growth. What I didn't know is is I needed him to be gone so I could grow up. What I needed, and it worked. So you know, but so when 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 the, when he left, they they were they were in a wasteland. They were in a wasteland, and and sadly, some of us that's where we are because we won't have an intimate relationship with him. We won't visit with him. We won't let him talk to us. We won't let him get close to us. We are going to keep him at arm's length and say no. That's close enough. Because you infringe too much on my rights when you get too close. I can't let you get that close. Because it may mean that I'm going to have to stop doing this, this, or this, and I don't want to do that. The intimacy is going to make me have to have to change my life. Okay? And that's what Mary said, you know, I don't want to let you go because I don't want to let go of that of that relationship we have. I want you to stay. She's going to learn as the month goes on that he has to go. He has to go. He's going to remember about the Holy Spirit, and he's going to, and she's going to remember. She's going to remember what's going to happen, and then she's going to experience it. Think about what it's going to be like on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit comes and indwells them. Think about what that's going to be like for Mary Magdalene. You know, just just 50 days from here, just 50 days from here, she's going to be indwelled with the Holy Spirit, and everything's going to change. And she's not going to need him, a physical him anymore. She's going to have the Holy Spirit now, okay, which is going to replace him. Amazing. And guess what I got? We'll see you next week, guys. We'll pick it up right here.